0: If your hashtag life goals involve luxury, travel, and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hey guys, happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. It's your girl, Michaela. Yes, the Michaela J. <laughs> Did you know how to optimize your mindset for success and automatic manifestation? Because we just want it to be fucking easy at the end of the day. We just want all of the things to kind of fall into our lap. So this week we are throwing it back to a solo episode. So I'm super excited. Um, As you may or may not know, I was living in Bali for the last three or three and a half months. And I just got back home to the States about a week ago. It's been a very interesting transition. I flew from Bali Street to LA. I went and looked at my house. So I think I mentioned that, but I'm manifesting a house right now. It's the most beautiful house in West Hollywood. It's literally perfect, like literally perfect. I could probably cry just even thinking about the house. Um, but I went to LA to meet with one of the real estate agents and go tour the house. So that was a super magical experience. I was just in LA for a couple of days. I stayed in an Airbnb in the same neighborhood that the house is in. So I could really get the vibe of what it would be like to live in that neighborhood. And then I could go and walk and look at the house every day, like look at the outside, of course. I only got to go inside when the agent came and unlocked the door, obviously. Obviously, but it was really nice because then I could go walk around. Like I went on a walk to get coffee at my favorite place. I would just get um Uber Eats delivered since ever especially in LA, everything is closed. And then I got to take a little excursion to Air one. So if you live in California, you know this, but if you don't, Erwine's kind of like Whole Foods on Crack. And it was um my favorite time, favorite first time going, so that was really exciting. Um, so I had a nice little LA excursion, then I came back home to Nebraska back to my little apartment in Lincoln where I am now. So today's episode is going to be all about grounding during uncertainty. So you can take this from the approach of the kind of uncertain weird times that we're in right now. I'm taking this as an approach of uncertain times in my life. I'm just going to talk to you guys about kind of what I'm experiencing right now. I'm in a really weird transitional period of my life where I have so much support on my team and my business. I feel so supported in my life. I feel like I'm in a really good place in all of the areas, you know, financially, <clears throat> mentally, emotionally, like, I just feel like I'm in a good place. And so now it's time to take things from good to better and then better to best. And I'm also going to be moving to L.A. soon once we finish all this house stuff, all the details we'll get into. But we're going to talk about getting grounded in all of this. It's like whether you are in a transitional period of your life or you're just dealing with the uncertainty of being home all the time or maybe like not having a job, maybe working from home, not knowing how to keep up the motivation when you're indoors, can't go to the gym just uncertain times, how to stay grounded, how to not lose your mind and how to kind of stay connected to yourself and the universe and really just learning how to adapt to what is going on. So we're going to talk about all of that today. But first, uh, we have two sponsors today for the podcast, which I'm super excited about. Our first sponsor is the Level Up Lux Lounge. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you probably know what this is. This is my monthly membership where I teach you one of the laws of the universe, one of the 12 immutable laws, and I teach it with a manifestation topic every single month. So you get going masterclass from me. You get a Q and a, there's Facebook group support. So you can ask any questions, meet friends, all of the things. There's tons of bonuses. I did an EFT money tapping video for the girls in the lounge. There's a whole library of resources, bonus workbooks, all the things. And the lounge is only $37 when you use the code podcast at checkout. So that link will be in the show notes. And if for whatever reason, the link isn't working for you, you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J and we will get you all set up. And our other sponsor is something that I'm opening up the doors to this week that I'm very, very excited about. Now, usually when I'm launching something, I don't really talk about it on the podcast, but I want to bring it to you guys' attention because I'm just that fucking excited about it. I am opening up the doors to the Money Mastermind. So this is my high-level business mastermind where we do bi-weekly group calls. We have a group chat that we talk in every day. We have a Facebook group. There are so many trainings. We do trainings on the calls. We're having guest experts come in and speak every single month. We're going to have a retreat when all of this madness is over. And really this is a place where you get to be highly supported around a standard, a new standard of excellence for your mindset. You are around other visionaries. You are around people who have a vision to change the world and change their lives. And that's through being self-employed. You have a high level of support around money and money mindset because we're constantly doing money trainings. I'm answering money questions popping in random money vibes into the group chat kind of what I'm learning what I'm practicing rituals that I'm doing and a high level support around your business as well kind of guiding you and answering any questions because building your business and scaling can feel like a very lonely process just because you are self-employed and a lot of times you're going to be working all by yourself and maybe you're not working your business full-time but you're still, you know, doing the grinding and the hustling and all that on your own. It's like, it can be very lonely. So it's great to have that community, to be able to ask questions, be supported, see what other people are working on, get inspired by them and have that support. And that's what you're getting in the money mastermind. It's really a space for you to grow your mindset into a mindset of success. It's for you to grow your money, make more money, and it's for you to grow and scale your freaking business. So if that's something you guys are interested in. shoot me a DM on Instagram. The doors are going to be open um, for about a week or two until the spots get snatched up. So send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at the Michaela J and we can chat if the Money Mastermind will be a good fit for you. I'm so excited. Okay. And our manifestation mode moment for the week is the Kiss Nail Set. So when I came back to the States, my nails were raggedy, ratchet, all things just not good. (laughs) Just not good. I had like broken nails. So this is the story. I had my, um, acrylics when I was in Bali and I have a nail place there. Um, and my nails started to break. I really needed a new set. I had been filling the same nails for a while and I needed a full new acrylic set. So maybe a month or so ago, I went to my nail salon to remove all of my nails and get a new set. Um, but a lot of my nails were broken and like cracked. So they needed time without acrylics to start to heal. So I gave them time. They looked super ratchet. I just had them painted with normal nail polish. It was not a vibe. And then I realized, well, when I go back home, all the nail salons are going to me closed. So I decided not to get acrylics, um, before coming back. So I came back with ratchet nails and I was at target the other day, grocery shopping or, you know, who knows, whatever targets basically the only excursion we can take nowadays. So it's at target. And I got this nail set and it's the kiss nail set. So I'm mean, going to have it linked in the show notes for you guys, but basically they're acrylic nails that you can glue on. And they're the best ones that I've ever used before. I have these like really cute, like Um, matte ones that are like pink and I don't know, dark gray and gold. Very on brand, of course, but they are sticking really well and they look really good. So you don't have to be ratchet during the quarantine. You can have your nails done. (laughs) Okay. So let's just dive straight in. And I want to start talking about my transition coming home. So It was really weird towards the end of my trip by probably last week of Bali I was feeling really complete with my journey there I was ready to come home I was like yes I'm excited I have all this house stuff to do I was excited for my car I was excited for my bed and just to kind of get grounded again um, especially get a little bit grounded before the whole moving process because that's going to be you know its whole own thing and literally moving across the country so it'll be very interesting but I was excited for that and then my last day I ended up being really, really, really sad. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that. I knew I was going to be sad leaving, but I didn't realize how like drained and emotional I was. Um, I did get to see a lot of my friends before I left. So that was really nice, but it was, it was pretty depressing. I'm not going to lie. And I think just having kind of that attitude, I guess, about leaving made it harder to adjust when I did get to the States. It was nice coming to LA first because I could kind of settle back down into Western culture without being around people because I knew once I got home, I would need to see like my friends and family and all of that. And so it was nice to kind of be alone for a couple of days. I was alone for like two and a half days in LA. So that was nice. And then I got home, came down to my apartment and started to get readjusted. And the first few days, I would probably say like all last week, actually, I was really sad and like confused. I was more jet lagged than I had ever been in my life um, because I was coming back with a 13 hour time change and I was just sleeping weird hours. I was always really tired. I hadn't unpacked for several days, which just left me overall feeling super ungrounded. It was hard for me to get used to it because there are all these little mannerisms that you do when you live somewhere else that it's just different when you get back home. We're driving on the other side of the road again and just like random little things that you do in Asia or anywhere else you live in the world that we don't do in the States. And I would start to do things to be like, oh wait, I can't really do that here. Oh wait, this is different here. It was just, kind of a mind fuck <laughs> coming back to everything. I also had a very strange sense of coming back to like somebody else's bedroom. I explained it as it felt like I was going back to like eight-year-old Michaela's bedroom and like living in her room, in her life. Because I I have a whole episode on my up-leveling process. It takes about three weeks for me to fully integrate a huge up-level into my life. So about every three weeks, I feel like a brand new person essentially. And It's like, okay, well, I've been gone for many three-week periods. I'm literally a completely different human. It's taking that new human and putting her straight back into the old human's life. Super, super weird. And it reminded me a lot of when I studied abroad and then came home, came home feeling like such a different person. And in my personal development journey, that's where it really kicked off because I knew I was someone different. I was in a different mindset. i had worked really hard to be positive and really change the way I was thinking and existing. And I wanted to keep that momentum going. And then you go back into your old environment and you're just not sure about how it's going to sit. And so it felt the same kind of feelings, except now I have so many tools and I've done so much mindset work that it definitely wasn't going to be as dramatic of a change. But I got way back into my rituals. Um, I started to journal more consistently again, started really focus on my vibes because it was just getting a little funky. And honestly, like I said, I was just feeling really sad for the whole first week, I guess. And I kind of had to slap myself in the face a little bit because I remember one day I was sitting at my desk and I was looking out my window. I think I was probably sitting there with my journal thinking like this, why is this feeling so hard? Why does it feel so off? I'm so sad. I just want to move. I just want to get out of here. And I had to stop myself mid thought and be like, Michaela, you probably won't be moving for another two or three weeks. Like who knows? We don't have a move date yet. I'm like, you probably won't be moving for another two or three weeks. Like, are you just going to be sad every day for two to three weeks? Like, What kind of life is that going to manifest in 90 days? Not a pretty one. Like that's not what we want to do. It's interesting when we're going through these transitional periods because our brains can kind of default to old settings. So for me, it was like default to, oh, I want this instead. I would rather have that. I don't like this. You know, the thought of focusing on the don't wants, that's kind of what my brain started to go back to. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in Nebraska. I don't want to be in this apartment, this, this, and that. It's like, are you really going to think about that every single day? like you have work to do. You have clients to lead. You have a life to lead. You have to show up online. You have to be an example. Like at the end of the day, like my job is being a leader and I'm not being a leader if I'm sad just because I'm in Nebraska for two weeks. Like really? (laughs) So I've had a lot of kind of slapping myself in the face moments coming home, which has been interesting and really good for my own development. So that was a big one that I had. And another one was with all the house stuff. So this is really where the whole idea of grounding uncertainty came up for me because there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to my house. Um, And not really uncertainty because I'm certain, but uncertainty in the process where like all of, I don't know, things haven't really come full circle quite yet. There's just a lot of loose ends that have yet to be tied. So because, um, I'm young because I'm self-employed. Basically the landlords want me, the owners of the house, they want me to pay the deposit and a bunch of rent up front, like a couple of months rent up front. And so I was like, okay, well, um, I was like, I obviously don't have all of that saved up yet. So I need to get a loan from the bank and to get a loan from the bank, there was just like all of these complications with being self-employed and with my income. And so basically I met with a banker and they said, it would be best if we opened a business account and you took out a business loan and we did it that way. I was like, okay, great. Well, let's do that. And to open up a business account, to get the business loan, you need your business number, which I actually haven't, uh, hadn't at that time registered my business, um, as an LLC. I just have never really gotten around to it. Um, and which I knew I needed to do because I obviously have to do taxes. And so it's like, okay, well, before we can get the loan to get the house, we have to get the business account. Before we can get the business account, we have to get the business number from the LLC. <laughs> so it was like just so many things that were happening. And it was just kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> and I was having one day where I was feeling a little bit down, feeling a little bit like why is this process feel so hard? And like This just feels like so much. I have to do this and I have to do that. And I, again, had to kind of slap myself in the face and say, you know what, Michaela, that is just not true. It's just not true that this process is hard. I literally was like, what is hard about the house process? Okay, you need a loan. Okay, that's gonna require paperwork. All you need to do is fill out two pieces of paper, submit it online, and wait for the response. Get the response, submit another two pieces of paper online. Okay, great, wait for that response, get the loan, okay, great. Get the loan, send it to the landlords, get the house. Like that's not actually hard when you think about it. Like I'm just filling out paperwork and sending it to the right people. Yeah. It's maybe taking a little bit longer and more time than I was wanting it to, or that I was imagining the timeline to be, but it's like, I, I can surrender that, you know, like I'm willing to surrender the timeline. I know that everything is happening in divine timing as it should be. So it's not actually hard. What's hard about filling out paperwork? Literally nothing. (laughs) So I had to slap myself in the face around that, too. I'm like, even though there are all of these loose ends, even though I might not know the exact timeline, it's the same thing for, like, you know, quarantine. It's like we don't actually know how long we're going to have to be isolated. There are so many unknowns. But we don't have to make stories about it. That's the point that I really want to bring up today. It's that we can be grounded in our own knowing. We can be grounded in ourselves even when things are uncertain. I don't know exactly when the funds are going to come for the house. I don't know how long it's going to take for my LLC paperwork to get approved. I don't know how long it's going to take for the loan to come to my account. I don't know how, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And that's okay. And I can trust that the process is happening in divine timing. It's happening exactly as it should be. And there's no pressure. There's no stress. There's no rush. The only pressure, stress, or rush is, the one, is the, the one that I'm creating. The pressure I'm creating. The rush that I am creating. And yeah, I'm super anxious to move. Yes, I want to go move into my dream house. And I want to decorate it and buy pretty furniture and hang up my art and lay in my pool and tan during this quarantine, instead of sit up in my apartment in Lincoln, where it's much colder than what I am used to from Indonesia. (laughs) Yes, I would prefer that. But I know that that's what I'm building. That's the thing with our manifestations. It's like, yeah, we want them immediately. And we're like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. But it's at the end of the day, you're building towards that. You are creating it right now. So you already have it it just needs to snap into your reality. And there's no pressure. There's no rushing the timeline because it's coming to you. You're taking one step at a time every single day. And you can be grounded in knowing that without creating any pressure around it. Even though there isn't a knowing of the how or the timeline, you can be grounded in your own knowing that you are building it and the rest of the shit doesn't matter. You know what you want, you know why you want it, and you're taking your divine, you know, guided actions, and that's all you need to worry about. And you can be really grounded knowing that that is enough. I think that's the other half of this, is knowing that what you're doing is always enough. I find with business owners, A lot of times we're taking all of these action steps. Maybe you're like, okay, I did the lives. I did the webinar. I have been posting every day on Facebook and on Instagram. and I'm sending emails and I have Pinterest running and I'm running ads um, and I'm doing daily lives and you're doing all these things, but there's a part of you that doesn't believe it's enough. And that's probably why you're not seeing exponential results is because you just don't believe that what you're doing is enough. But if you could just trust yourself and trust your knowing and say, this is what I can do right now to create X, Y, Z result and trust that that's enough, then everything will be running smoothly. You know, the pressure and the stress, we are all just creating ourselves. And it's easy to create that when things are uncertain because there's no explanation, There is no definitive answer that we have readily available. So we create a story about it. We just cannot do that to ourselves because that is what's creating the the pressure and the stress, which we really just don't need. So I hope all of that makes sense. I'm kind of just rambling through this and sharing all of my thoughts with you guys. But what I want to talk about is rituals and a realization that I've had around rituals recently is enduring this process of learning to ground back down into myself. So like I said, I was like kicking myself in the ass about all of these things. And I was like, I just need to get grounded in my own knowing. And so I asked myself, like when I trust myself the most, when I'm most confident, when I just know, when I just know what is going on in my life, what am I doing? What's contributing to that knowing other than just the decision to be confident. And for me, it's like I'm doing journaling that makes me feel really uplifted. I'm doing rituals that energize me. I'm putting forth that energy to make my life happen, to make my dreams manifest, you know, the high vibe energy that I need to become a match for. And so what am I doing for that? It's like, okay, well, I'm drilling every day while listening to music or some type of training or a high vibe audio. And I'm doing, you know, like using Sage and Palo Santo every day. I am intentionally spending time with my crystals. I I've spend time on my altar, all of these things that are really fun and exciting. and since I was gone, I didn't really have an altar. I had a little space with like crystals, and my cards and stuff in my villa, at my desk, but I didn't have my full altar. So when I got home, one of the things that I did was spiced up my altar again. And before I left, it was like a money altar. And now I was like, okay, well, I'm focusing on grounding. So now it's like very grounding vibes. I have um, like a forest candle. I have an earth grounding spray. I just have more of my like earthy toned crystals. I have a feather. If seed shells, just anything that kind of reminds me of earth or the outdoors is what I have on the altar now. And just switching up that energy just switches up the intention. So you automatically just feel more grounded when you look at it because it's super earthy. And then I'm spending time using palisanto on myself and in my room every single day my journaling, like I said, I'm just, you know, journaling out what feels really, really good. I was kind of getting bored with the shadow work and, you know, it's just a balance of going back and forth between the shadow and the light work. So I was getting really bored with the shadow work and I'm like, I don't want to dive deeper and clear out more. I'm like, I've done the clearing work. All I want to work on is shifting and shifting and deciding what's true for me and deciding what I'm available for and deciding on new beliefs. So that's what I'm doing. It's really going to be following your intuition. How how are you going to get grounded back into your truth, back into yourself? And so for me, it was switching up my ritual, switching up my altar and switching up how I was doing journaling. And the other thing that I kind of realized is like, I can do rituals whenever. A lot of people I was following online for a long time. They're like first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning. And my coach actually just told us the other day that first thing in the morning, she actually hops on a client call at 6am because she's in a way different time zone than most of her clients. First thing in the morning, she says she wakes up probably like at like five and her fiance makes her coffee. And then she takes her first call at six in the morning. And I was like, wow, this is a multimillionaire who doesn't have her morning routine right off of the bat in the morning. That's okay. And it's like, yeah, I love doing my ritual in the morning and I still do. But it's like, maybe I'll get up and like do my makeup first. Maybe I'll go grab coffee. Maybe I'll answer some voice notes uh, from my clients and then I'll do my ritual. It's like, there's no pressure on anything. It's like, when do you feel called to do the ritual? And today I like to start my work probably around like 10, but today I didn't feel like working until like 1130. So it's like, there's no pressure. I just dragged out my morning ritual. I did it a little slower. I made it a little bit longer and that's okay. And also that everything is a ritual anyways. So it's like, it's a ritual to get on calls with my clients. It's a ritual of mine to answer all their voice notes when I'm in a high vibe and give my high vibe advice and any tips that come through me. It's a ritual to go get my coffee for the day, to make my bed. Cooking is a ritual, setting the table is a ritual. Every single thing, the more intention you can put into the little things of your life, the more your life is going to change. And so for me,